This is the Talk of Fame Network on SB Nation Radio. Here are your Hall of Fame voters, Ron Borges. Cannot play with him. Rick Gosselin. Cannot win with him. And Clark Judge. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want winners. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Grasshopper. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Get a local toll-free number or bring your own. See how it works? Go to Grasshopper. Dot com. Talk about winners. We've got one right here. As most people know, Ozzie Newsom's one of the top general managers in the NFL, having built a pair of Super Bowl champions with the Baltimore Ravens. Ozzie clearly knows what a player looks like because before he became a talent evaluator, Ozzie Newsom was a Hall of Fame tight end with the Cleveland Browns. And before he was a Hall of Fame tight end with Cleveland, he was a rare four-year starter at Bama, where he was an All-American and first-round NFL draft pick. You probably heard that fight song right there behind us a lot. His coach, Bear Bryant, called him the greatest end in Alabama history. And with our spotlight on Alabama this week, Ozzie Newsom's here to talk about his days with the Crimson Tide. And for all of you out there, special treat here, who wondered if there actually is a Wizard of Oz, you're about to meet him. <laughs> Ozzie Newsom, thanks for joining us. Uh, good. Good to talk to you guys. I was in your four seasons at Alabama. You played on three 11-1 teams but never won a national title. In your first year, Bama suffered its only loss in the final game of the season. How frustrating was it to be so close to a perfect season, so close to a national title, then fail to close the deal with a bowl victory? Well, the biggest reason I went to Alabama was the opportunity to win a national championship. Uh, they had won, uh, won the year before, had been voted you know, uh, the national champs the year before. And uh, instead of going to some colleges where I could have amazed a lot of stats, I chose to go to Alabama so that I would, you know, win an SEC championship, go to major bowls, and uh, hopefully would get a national championship, and I was not able to achieve that. We all know about how great Bear Bryant was and how tough he was. You hear those legendary tough stories, but how did he deal with those very rare losses that you guys suffered? Well, you know, uh, at any time we lost, he took all of the blame. And any time we won, he gave us all the credit, us and the assistant coaches. So, you know, he would, he would take it, all the responsibility of not having properly prepared us for the game if we lost it. And that was the type of coach and the man that he was, that, you know, when things were going bad, it was on him. And when things were going good, then he gave the credit to everyone else. We're speaking with Hall of Famer and Baltimore GM Ozzie Newsom on the Talk of Fame Network, and you can find us at talkoffamenetwork.com or on Twitter at, at talkoffamenet. And Oz, uh, another question about the Bear. Um, what impact did he have on you as a, as a player, and, and really what impact did he have on you as an individual? Well, I, I think the lessons that he taught all of us. I mean, anytime I run across a former teammate or anyone that played before me or after me that played for Coach Bryant, we all have the same narrative, and that is, you know, the lessons that he taught us while we were playing are the lessons that we used in our family life, uh, being parents, and also in our professional life, uh, with me being a professional player, ex-player, and now uh, a guy that works in uh, management in the National Football League. Those lessons that he taught us about, you know, thinking more of other people than yourself, always thinking about the team first, you know, always giving the very best that you could give at all times, all of those things transfer right into my family life and into my professional life as a GM. Oz, was it stressful being a four-year starter for a coach as demanding as the Bear? I would say challenging but fun. And, uh, you know, the challenge every year is that, you know, they, I guess it would have been another five-star recruit was coming in to, uh, 
compete for your job and which uh, helped you to never get complacent. You know, you could never feel like that I had already achieved everything because if you got complacent and wasn't getting better, someone would pass you up because the guy behind you was pretty good too. So just having those things there in place like that uh, allows you that, you know, hey, you know, you go from a freshman to a sophomore, you think you've conquered the world, and he goes, no, not yet, my man. And then you go, and even up until my senior year, uh, he was still challenging me about, you know, being the right type of leader that the other guys could follow. So uh, he challenged us, but he, he did it in a way that, you know, you understood why he was doing it, and then you accepted it. When you win 42 games in your college career like you did at Alabama, there, there obviously has got to be quite a few memorable moments that you had. But when you think back on your time there, Ozzy, what was the most memorable moment you had at Alabama? Well, I, I mean, you know, hey, you, you can always – I can brag that I never lost to Tennessee and I never lost to Auburn. Uh, <laughs> so those two, because, uh, you know, when you started the season, all those were the teams that you said, okay, we got to go to on the third Saturday in October, we got to beat Tennessee, and then – you know, for bragging rights in the state, uh, having to beat Auburn. But I think probably the the biggest uh, signature win for me was my senior year. Uh, we go out to USC. We had already lost to Nebraska in a close game. And the only opportunity, chance we would have had to contend for the national championship was beating USC. And on that field, I think, starting with uh, the freshman and sophomore, I think it was like 32 or 33 first-round draft picks on both teams that were playing. You know, Marcus mm. Allen, I think, was a sophomore. You know, Ronnie Lott was a junior, and, you know, Clay Matthews was, of course, a senior like I was. And we had Barry Krause and Marty Lyons and Don McNeil and Dwight Stevens and all those guys on our team. And uh, we won 17-16. Oh. They, uh, they went for two, and we stopped them, and we got the ball back, and, uh, and they you know, never gave them the opportunity to, uh, you know, get the ball back on their offense. So, I think that was the signature win. It was a win we had to have, and uh, and we went out with our backs against the wall in Los Angeles and came away with a big win against a, a great USC team. As you remember that SC defensive backfield, that secondary, I think had Ronnie Lott, I think Browner was in there, uh, Dennis Smith. And Dennis Smith, Je- yep. Jeff Fisher, was Jeff Fisher in there too? I think Jeff was on that team also. Yeah, oh, so yeah. that, like I said, they that was a, <laughs> that was a two pretty good football teams going head-to-head out there in Los Angeles that day. I've got a question for you as a, as a GM. Um, I mean, since 2010, you've used a first-round pick in two seconds on Alabama players. Now, you know the standards at that school, and you've already talked about them, but what are you getting when you draft a player from Alabama? Well, I, you know, Nick does a very good job of molding those players and to become complete players. You know, they understand what hard work is. They understand what preparation is, and they understand about competing at a very high level. Uh, so when you get one of those players, you know, instead of having to put them through the process for them to get to that level, they've already have played at that level. And, and it's like it was when I was there. And if you don't play and compete, then you probably don't get the opportunity to, to play. So they're accustomed to playing against and practicing against players of their equal. So, uh, you know, that's one of the reasons. And, the other thing is, I mean, I do have an intimate knowledge of, of the players there. You know, I get a chance on, if, on the bye week that uh, if we don't, we don't have a game and Alabama has a game at home, I'm in Tuscaloosa and I'm at the practices and so forth. And, and you all know that Nick and I was on, 
uh, worked yeah. together for four years for Belichick in Cleveland. Right. Uh, so there, are, there are 10 Alabama players invited to the Combine this year and could be as many as six in the first round of the 2017 draft. Like you said, you work with Nick for a stretch in Cleveland. What makes him special as a head coach? Preparation. You know, he believes in dotting his I's and crossing his T's, and he makes sure everybody around him do the very same thing. And he also he feels like he has to out-recruit everybody. Uh, it's no doubt about it that he's out there, and he probably don't spend a day of the 365 days of the year where he's not trying to recruit someone to come and be a part of the University of Alabama. So, uh, you know, but he, he's, he's, he, no one pushes and drives harder than Nick, but no one pushes himself and drives harder on himself than Nick, you know. So I think those are the reasons why, you know, year in and year out, they're competing for a national championship. Of all the players you've scouted at Alabama, and Lord knows how many those might be, who was the best player you saw there that you scouted there? I would probably say from the outset, Julio. Wow. Uh, you know, I had a chance. It was one of the years we had a bye week, and uh, and Alabama was off that week. And, uh, and I have a place down in South Alabama, and, and I was told about a high school football game that I could go to. And so I went to a high school football game, and there I saw this young man on the field who was a man playing against boys. So I, I would say uh, Julio. Hey, Ozzie, yeah, maybe thanks so much my for chair. the time. <laughs> <laughs> Ozzie, thanks so much for the time. Always, always great to catch up with you. I enjoyed talking to you guys, and I look forward to seeing you during the season and probably around draft time. Thanks, great. Thanks, Ozzie. That was Baltimore GM and Hall of Famer Ozzie Newsom. Up next, Goose is going to tell you why he thinks someone who wasn't even included in last year's Hall of Fame preliminary list belongs in Canton.